Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. Today we've got Kevin Forgette from Destination Ontario joining us. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, Kevin, just uh, maybe walk some of our listeners through uh, your role with Destination Ontario, uh, what it is you do, and and how you work with festivals and events in the province. Perfect. So maybe starting off with what Destination Ontario is. I'm hoping that you know everyone's kind of familiar on what sort of the organization is, but uh, Destination Ontario, or DO, is an agency of the government of Ontario. So really positioning Ontario as that preferred global destination for sure. And really we work with making sure people are staying in Ontario, you know, they're local tourists doing road trips, you know, what's in your own backyard, um, Canadians coming to Ontario, and then obviously international tourists coming to Ontario. So it, we, we deal with all of those different levels and uh, we are the government agency um, for tourism. So my role is uh, media relations coordinator. And uh, that can mean many things, right? You know that. Um, exactly. So it, it really means working with uh, radio, TV, newspaper media, all different uh, of avenues of media and getting them to promote Ontario on all different levels. So it, if I'm running an event, say, in Barrie, um, how, how would I get in touch with you and how would you work with me to help promote the province and things in and around that area? So... With doing the media relations role here, um, it allows me to go on various radio stations and TV stations across the province. Some of them are on a weekly basis. Some of them are on, you know, frequencies, you know, throughout the year. So I do regular radio reports on all different stations around the province, you know, everything from CBC Radio that airs on every frequency across Ontario. I always say it airs from Windsor to Toronto, Ottawa, past Thunder Bay, and I do that every weekend, uh, plus different uh, CBC Radio Ontario mornings, uh, different radio stations, everything from country radio to top 40. And so those are event reports that air on these stations, usually Thursdays through Sundays. And it's promoting events and attractions that are in that area. So really the key thing is if, uh, if any event organizers are looking to get promotion for their shows, they need to send information to us so then we can get that out there to the public. And uh, the best way to do that is by sending us an email. Um, and the email address is um, ontariotravel.barry at ontario.ca. And I'm going to say it again, ontariotravel.barry at ontario.ca. Or even send me an email. I'm going to throw my personal email out there right now, kevin.forget at ontario.ca. And uh, we want people to send us their information um, well in advance, at least a month in advance. That's like at least, um, you know, because th- there's always those last minutes out there, you're right. And Kevin, just wondering, are you using our uh, Festival and Events Ontario event guide uh, to pull some things from as well? Because all of our major events and actually all of our member events are in there as well as some non-member events. So it's always a good tool as well. We use the guide all the time. And I can tell you it's used on a weekly basis, but for our purposes, it's nice to have the event and we can get that you know event from there. But the, the event organizers are truly the experts and have more to add to that stuff. So, you know, we really want to know what's happening at the event, but we also want to know what's happening within the event. You know, when we're doing these radio interviews, we're doing these different TV interviews to promote these different events. We always need that fun 
off the cuff, you know, interesting thing that's happening there. So I really want to know, yeah, there's a great festival taking place, but we really want to know that there's a pie eating contest. There's a seed spitting contest that you can ride a bull, you know, all of those fun things that are happening that may not necessarily be in the guide or may not necessarily be say something online. We want, kind of, we want to go deep into the events, the more information, the better. And Kevin, when you say you're like, uh, on, for your example, used with CBC radio, are you doing one feature a week that goes across the network or are you breaking it down into different uh, geographical regions? So we typically are able to cover about seven to eight different events during each interview. So really, I try to pull stuff from all over the province, and it's always something different. And so um, there's always opportunities. It's not just one event that gets featured at one time, usually seven to eight different events that we talk about. Kevin Forget from Destination Ontario is our guest. When we come back, we're going to talk about dealing with local media and Kevin's going to share some tips and hints on best practices when you're dealing with your local media. Back in just a minute with Theo on the air. Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome back to Theo on the Air. We're not in a war zone for anybody that's hearing drilling or pumping or explosions, but we do have a lot of construction going on in and around our studio, so apologize in advance for the little bit of extra noise. Um, Kevin, you know, one of the, the obstacles sometimes or, you know, it's a threat to some of our, our festivals and events is that dealing with local media and and how to get the most out of it. Can you share some tips and tricks that you've learned over your career working in the media and and now dealing with the media? Yeah, I guess sort of the number one sort of tip and trick is the fact that if you're going to go out and approach media, and it can be everyone from you know local newspapers to radio stations to TV, um, you got to think about what is going to make your event or make your pitch stand out more than anyone else's. Because as you can understand, um, you know, I'm going to use an example. Before this role, I was the producer of a television morning show, and, and I used to get, you know, 100 emails every day that had a news release at the top that said, what, you know, come see us. But they just look so generic. They never stood out, and it sort of always had a lot of the same stuff, you know, the who, what, where, when. So you have to understand that when you're sending out these email blasts, you're sending out, you know, these pitches to these different media outlets, you want to make sure that it's different and it stands out and you know who you're sending it to. So you want to focus on the, the producer, the segment producer, and even sending it directly to the on-air talent because that, that can help big time too. So, um when you're sending the pitch, you don't want to say, we have this festival and we have lots of full fun for the whole family and we think you should cover it. That's not going to help a lot, right? Yeah, I think the other thing that's important when you're doing that is, you know, we plan these things well out and, and you have to send it more than once. You can't just send it like 30 days, 60 days out and hope that it gets in a move forward file. You've got to follow up on it and remind people. And, and I think to your point, you know, a lot of events that we deal with, they're giving everything away 
in their press release. So there's really no incentive for, you know, whether it's a television station or a local reporter to come out to the event because they've got all the information. So you have to have that that hook or that visual to get them out to your event. That hook, that visual, and something that maybe they feel is sort of an exclusive or they feel it's something that they get the chance to try it first before the event starts or before it opens or before another media outlet. So even putting into the pitch saying, you know, I would love for you to come out, you know, two weeks before the event and be the first person to try the award-winning this or you know be the first person to to try we have a zip line set up you know i'm just i'm pulling stuff out of the air while i'm talking about it but you know making that um media person regardless if it's radio tv or newspaper making them feel like they got a bit of a uh, a first time thing they got a bit of an exclusive on something that's happening at the event because they'll do it because it's like hey they got the chance to do it first but then it also allows them to do something go on air and talk about it and then encourage people to go and try it themselves. The other one that that I found often, you know, on panels, people dealing with us and it was, you know, well, how come you didn't come out to our event? And, and I would always start by saying, well, did you let anybody know specifically? Oh, well, mm-hmm. no, we just thought that, well, you know, you have to be specific with these companies and, and you have to use connections. You have to use connections and you have to sort of think ahead on, what what would they use? What would they maybe need? So, you know, if you're putting out, you know, a bunch of emails or pitches to different, you know, social media people or radio people, sorry, newspaper people, um, think of some of the high-res images that you already have on file of things that um, happened the year before that they can use as part of their story, even if they can't come out, you know, maybe they can't come out, but they think it's got a great hook on it. Do a little bit of the legwork for them. So you have to kind of think of it two ways as you're really pushing for them to come out, cover the event, be there, be there live, cover it a couple weeks beforehand, or send them, you know, and if they, if you don't get a response and you think maybe they're not going to come out, send them a follow-up, like you said, be proactive with, hey, maybe you're not able to, to attend, but we'd still love for the opportunity for you to promote it and put everything in that package. Links to some high-res images that are in a Dropbox. Uh, links to some great recipes that maybe people are going to find there. You know, links to different things. So if you think that they're not going to be able to come, there's still that chance that maybe they'll talk about it or cover it in other ways. And, and this one is sort of going out to some of the old guard, and, and I'll include myself in that sometimes. And, you know, at once when there was a, a real vibrant local media presence in every community, um, the, the, the media was a part of the programming. As, as some of those stations have, uh, and, you know, newspapers have shrunk and gotten smaller, the conglomerates, it's important when you're doing your advertising budget to make sure you get some of your money into their pockets because that's going to stretch your buy and, and get them more engaged and with a promotion or or some other type of coverage. Is that correct? 100% correct. So say, for example, you know, I'm going to use one of the, ra- you know, you pick a radio show and you've bought some ad spots. They're going to run on that radio show and it's promoting your event and it's running for a couple of weeks. That's when you then approach the, the salesperson who you've been working with and say, you know, as a, just an added bonus, what if we threw in some passes to the event where people can come and attend? And then that will garner some extra mentions on the air. Um, I can tell you, 
radio stations and TV stations are constantly always looking for great giveaways. So if you're able to provide a great giveaway that promotes the event, passes for people to come, all of that kind of stuff, a lot of times they're going to take it. So doing an ad buy is going to help and then throw in some giveaways that way. If you don't have a budget to do an ad buy, um, even just approaching some of these radio stations and TV stations and just offering up some great giveaways, you never know. Sometimes it's going to hit. And I'll tell you, a lot of times it does. And then looking at budget-wise, um, think about what maybe you can get the most bang out of your buck for. So there are some bigger opportunities that are going to cost a little bit more money. But if you look at doing something with some of the morning shows, so have it be you know CP24, Breakfast Television, The Weather Network, you know CHTV. There are there are these morning shows that need to fill content every morning. They need to have hosts going out and doing this stuff. A lot of times they will do it for no cost if little cost. And sometimes if it's a little bit further outside of, say, maybe the GTA, there is still opportunities to put the pitches out there and have them be part of the event, but it will cost you a little bit more. Um, but sometimes, but then you know there's a lot of eyeballs that are watching these shows and your event's getting a ton of exposure. And that kind of transitions us into our next segment that we'll talk about, and that's partnering with your local DMOs or your RTOs to you know, if you are trying to entice a, a breakfast television, for example, out to your area and you don't quite have the budget, that's where some of your local uh, DMOs might be able to help you out. More about that when we come back on Feel on the Air. Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. FIO on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Hello, welcome back to Theo on the Air. Construction continues, and so does our discussion with Kevin Forgette from Destination Ontario. Kevin, in our last segment, we sort of talked about how to work with your local media, and we ended off with how to partner with your local DMOs and bringing some media into town if you can't afford it and, and some other ideas. Do you have like, some examples of how uh, your group at Destination Ontario has worked with some local events and with some... Uh, uh, local uh, DMOs to, to make that happen? For sure. And, and that's a, a great way to sometimes get some large exposure for your event, but if you don't have a huge budget. So some examples of things that have happened in the past, some things that we've done in the past is, you know, there's been events that we've wanted to cover, um, but the event organizer obviously doesn't have a large budget. And then there's a, a region of the province that's still looking to get some exposure, but they maybe don't have a ton of money. So there's been times where we've worked with some morning shows and had them come out to different areas of the province. And, and so the event has thrown in a little bit of money the you know the RTO is throwing in a little bit of money maybe just the local tourism group has thrown in a ton of money and then what's nice is that everybody gets a little bit of exposure so you know for a morning show example they do four to five segments throughout the morning so maybe two are going to be on what's happening at the event and then two will be on a local chef from that region and then maybe one is going to be on a different attraction that people can do while they're at the event or after so tying in different partners is key 
that's happened at a number of things that um, I've helped facilitate, a number of things where I've been involved in. Um, and so that's a great way if you're looking to, to get exposure for the event and maybe you don't have a lot of budget, is to, to definitely reach out to all your different tourism groups and see how maybe you can work together, team up, and maybe buy some ad commercial spots on radio. And Kevin, when you're, we were talking about breakfast television, what are, what are some key times for media to do releases or to, to stage events? Obviously, the morning shows, the lunch uh, hour newscast, and the 6 o'clock. Yep. You know, where's the biggest bang for your buck if you can get it? Most bang for the buck is the morning shows. And I know it's difficult because it's really early in the morning. <laughs> I do a lot of them, so it's like, uh, you know, those 5 a.m. calls are not the easiest. But um, that's where you have the shows who are out there physically doing these live remotes. Some of the evening newscasts, you might get their weather guy who comes out and do something. Um, there's not a lot that happens at noon. Same thing, it might just be the weather guy so or girl. Um, but if you're looking to... To get sort of the most bang for your buck, it is definitely the morning shows, um, both for radio and for TV. Um, I've done remote broadcasts with with both radio and TV right across the province where they've brought their live eyes or brought their whole radio shows out to different areas. Now, the key thing is, and I guess the most important thing is, if you're going to pitch to do something with, with radio and TV, you have to make sure that you have stuff actually happening at your event in the morning. For example, if you're pitching a, a, a television broadcast to happen and say, for example, Breakfast Television or the Weather Network to come out and do something from the event, you need to make sure that the event is up and running. People are there. Um, different attractions are happening. Um, you don't want them to be there, come all the way there, and then it really just be an empty field with maybe one tent and uh, you know some guy grilling up some ribs or something like that, right? You, you have to make sure that things are happening it's interactive. The host can actually do stuff and, and showcase your event. This is your opportunity to do it. Yeah, and in some respects, it's like staging a house that you no longer live in, right? Your, your event might not be happening until the evening, but you're making that morning look like a microcosm of your event. For sure. And, you know, I've talked a lot about having the event come out to the location, which is, you know, you get more exposure that way in segment-wise. But there is still opportunity sometimes for the event to go into the different studios and do segments. So maybe it's just one aspect of the event that's visual and interactive that they can actually do in studio to still promote it. Um, you know, I'm going to use, for example, um, we were doing an event in Mississauga um, a little bit ago to promote um, – you know, all of the different events that were happening that weekend. So it was a festival of culture. So all the different, you know, cultures. So what we did was we worked with um, breakfast television and we did a segment where they highlighted three different cultures um, within the studio. So we did a little bit of cooking. We did a little bit of dancing. We did a little bit of fashion. And what it did was it was just a snippet of the event. The host still talked about it. The event information still went on the screen but they did it in studio instead. And sometimes that can actually happen in radio where you come in and talk about it. Now, the other thing I was going to talk about, Kevin, and, and maybe you can you can help our uh, event planners and stuff understand a little bit better. And, and it, it, you know, I used to work in television as well, and I worked with some major events. And, and it's promising sponsors coverage on your media. And it's a, it's a dicey road to go down, and you have to be really careful on that. You have to be so careful. And I can tell you from experience when I was working in TV, when we would go out to an event, I would make it very clear that it was not an avenue for you to go out and thank all of your sponsors. And that's pretty standard still on a lot of the radio and TV things that you're going to do. Um, you can't use that opportunity to, to make your sponsors happy. Um, a lot of times even, you know, when we do events, um, 
even when I'm promoting events personally, um, if there's an event name and there's sort of a sponsor kind of tied in there somehow, I sometimes really just mention the event because I find that then becomes a big commercial for your sponsor. So, so it's an important because a lot of people will make those promises. Oh, you know, whenever I'm talking about on TV, I'm going to say it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. At, it, you, you really are selling time that's not yours to sell when you get into that. You are, and I can tell you that the interview would get cut pretty short if uh, if the reporter or the producer feels like you're just there to, to advertise all the people who have put money into your event. Don't use that time for that. Use that time to encourage people to get out there and actually attend. Now, Kevin, uh, talk about the events guide and how uh, Destination Ontario distributes it through your your network of you know stops along the 401 in different areas and, and where people can pick them up. We can talk about our access uh, afterwards? Yeah, so the events guide is uh, is huge. And I can tell you that it's at every single travel center that we have across the province, which is great. So we have people who come into the travel centers and they're located everywhere from, you know, Barrie to Niagara, Windsor, you know, you know Bainesville, Sault Ste. Marie, you know, they're all over the place. And, and the festival and events guide is something that is probably one of the most popular things that people ask for when they come in um, to the travel center. And the counselors who are working at the different travel centers use the festival and events guide a lot when people come in and say, what can I do, you know, in two weeks from now? What can I do this weekend? So it is a great tool that is utilized by travelers coming into Ontario or people who are in Ontario already looking for something to do. And, and you know, we encourage people to sort of build your weekends around it. Like do a little, you know, if you're doing a driving thing, you can probably hit three or four different events through the course of a weekend and see, you know, a chunk of the province that you haven't been to before and, and see a lot of the... Uh, you know, different uh, amusements or resorts that are in and around the area because there's so much out there. There is a ton out there, and it's nice when you can kind of pick an event and then build around it, make it a bit of a road trip, make it a weekend, make it just a day trip. But uh, a lot of people are doing that. You know, they'll go to the event for a little bit, but then they also want to know maybe where the closest, uh, you know, wine tasting is or the closest brewery is, So you know, making a sort of a whole day of it. And while we're talking about the events guide, the events guide is available, as Kevin said, uh, at the Destination Ontario stops along throughout the province. Um, it's also available through CTM and some of the distribution points they use. Uh, we have copies at the office. People can uh, write in or, or email us for a copy. But more importantly, we've got the events guide on our website. It's fully downloadable to your phone so that you can always have it with you. We've also partnered with Smart Mobile, who has a great mobile app with all of the, uh, the events, their websites, their locations and everything. So, um, you know, as, as we transfer into the digital age, that, that tool, I think, becomes so much more important in, in planning your, your travels through events and throughout the province. Do you have anything else you want to leave uh, our, our event planners and managers with uh, from the Destination Ontario office? For sure. Um, if you head to DestinationOntario.com, that is the corporate website. So our, our website for travelers coming into Ontario is OntarioTravel.net, and that lists kind of everything. But for all of our partners, you know, event planners, resort operators, all that stuff, we encourage them to go to DestinationOntario.com. And it's nice because... On that website there, it lists kind of what we are, what we do, but also partnership opportunities, um, how to get uh, listings uh, on the website, uh, event things that are happening, um, how to maybe team up with some social media posts, um, all of that kind of stuff on how events can be uh, promoted in Ontario. Uh, lots of great information there at uh, DestinationOntario.com. 
And Kevin, uh, I know we've got an invite out for you to come to our conference uh, as a speaker, and, and we look forward to uh, hearing you and seeing you at Richmond Hill at our conference, February 25th to 27th. Thank you, Kevin, um, and we look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, thanks a lot. You've been listening to Feel on the Air. Thanks for listening to Feel on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now, Dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca.